Hello and welcome back to the Diaries of a Lady Gardener podcast, hosted by me, the Lady Gardener. Get ready to hear from your favourite Instagram gardeners, allotmenteers, flower farmers and plant gurus on this season of the podcast. We'll be hearing people's stories of how they discovered the joy of gardening, learning about their growing spaces and of course hearing about their biggest achievements and fabulous garden fails, because we all have them. I hope you love listening to us chat about the things we've done in the name of plants just as much as we enjoy recording. And if you do, it would really mean the world to me if you could leave us a review because it really helps to get the word out to more planty people and share these amazing stories. This season is sponsored by Akai Outdoor Wear, which if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that barely a day goes by that I'm not dressed head to toe in their clothing, which is really made to last. I live in their thermal outdoor skinny trousers during the winter, which are bramble proof, waterproof and wipeable, perfect for days at the farm or the allotment. I've certainly put them through their paces and have been so impressed with the comfortable fit and durability of each and every item. And I have quite the collection now. So if you're keen to add some Akai pieces to your wardrobe, they've kindly offered podcast listeners an exclusive discount. So head over to the website and use code DOALG20 for 20% off your orders over £50. This offer ends on the 31st of May 2023. Today's episode is a little extra special bonus interview with the founder of Akai Outdoorwear, Kasha Bromley. Having grown up with her parents who are flower farmers and helped out weeding and keeping the farm alive, Kasha's love for the great outdoors began in her very early years. Having studied fashion at university and moved on to work for couture brands such as Alexander McQueen, she founded Akai to make the move into women's outdoorwear away from the pink kitchen shrinkage approach which had gone on for far too long and to fill a gap in the category. As a former fashion student myself, I loved this episode and hearing how similar some of our stories are. I hope you enjoy this little insight into the brand that I love so much, how it began and their ethos of being made by women for women. Also, I promise my crackly voice is only for this segment, so don't worry. (laughs) Hi, Kasha. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very excited to have the founder of the podcast sponsor on the podcast officially. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. No worries. So I'm super excited to delve a little bit deeper into your story because I've heard a few things, but I think that there's going to be lots of exciting things for us to talk about. So what I would love to start off with is, can you tell me about where your love of the great outdoors began? Yes, yeah, sure. So actually, I um, grew up, my parents are uh, gardeners, so they've grown their own flowers. That was their business for um, pretty much throughout my entire life. So I grew up watching, you know, what watching them grow and um, make that into um, into a business. And I was actually as a, as a kind of in my early teenage years, that's how I earned my um, first money helping out <laughs> weeding flowers and um it's just growing up in that environment in a in in a countryside my grandparents had a farm and they've always grown their own vegetables fruit I was always surrounded by that um so it's really influenced um my love of outdoors and so yeah it's been uh, I feel very grateful to have had that sort of a bringing uh and awareness of the outdoors um, uh, from a young age. Definitely. We were just talking before the podcast about how like, we have that real disconnect with where our food comes from these days. And 
how important it is to kind of inspire the next generation to get outside and get growing. Would you say that that's kind of stuck with you throughout your life or was there a time when you weren't quite as ingrained in the outdoors? I know a lot of people in that kind of like late teen years, early 20s is when they kind of lose their passion for the great outdoors. Absolutely. And I think I can relate to that too. Um, so yeah, I, I have to say, I have to admit that uh, probably during my teenage years, um, kind of high school time, um, I probably went through a stage that it wasn't, you know, the um, something that I spent a lot of time doing it. But, but obviously, it has been ingrained in me because it, it has come back and, and evolved over the years. I think it, it changes. Obviously, growing up growing up um in a in a village, I come from Poland. Um and as I mentioned before, growing up around farms and you know greenhouses and fields, um spending summers, my my parents used to take us uh, into the mountains mainly. Uh and my mum loves walking so she um, used to take us on you know around trails and um, so that was kind of my first experience of actual walking so very much all-round experience of the outdoors and, and like I said it evolved at university I spent time doing more of a kind of hardcore I would say um, <laughs> outdoors so um, spending a lot of time in the Scottish Highlands um, walking quite quite long routes um kind of days out proper hiking um kayaking camping uh, and now as a mother I spend a lot of time on that kind of local woodland walks taking the kids out for an hour blast of fresh air and when we can uh we go on at weekends for longer walks um it has to be adjusted um I've got a three-year-old and a six-year-old so it's shorter route is is um is usually where what we are kind of bound to what we have to do but um it's still so much fun to see them explore um and I mean you know two or three k takes about five hours with, with two <laughs> small children so we do spend quite a bit of time outside and it's been such a pleasure to be joining our uh, we've recently launched um the outdoors in clubs so it's been amazing to uh to have been a part of it and actually get back to what um what I used to do proper um proper big walks uh, not all of them are uh, proper big walks but uh recently I was I had the opportunity to to join in so that was brilliant so I love that kind of variety definitely and I think it's so good as well sometimes you need that you need something to kind of bring you outside. I think sometimes the hardest thing is getting out, out the door. So it's that, yeah. like, it's, especially through the winter, we've just had like a really cold, harsh winter. And sometimes all you need is like a little event or activity that's just kind of giving you that motivation to get up and go. And <clears throat> I think that that's something I've definitely learned in the last 10 months is there's no such thing as bad weather. It's just that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely agree. And having a dog you'll always be outside if you have a dog so um that's that's another that's another one that will always get you outside every single day so definitely so I can already see how much your kind of life experience has led to the the creation of Akai but I would love to hear the kind of full brand story of 
where the concept came from and what's kind of most important to you while you're building this brand? So I um, am a designer, so studied fashion, women's wear at the Edinburgh College of Art. Um, so that's my trade and I kind of married up the love of outdoors, the interest in the outdoors and, and sports with my knowledge and passion for women's wear and designing and, and that creativity. Uh, like I said, the spending time, at, particularly in, in the Scottish Highlands, doing the more kind of climbing and walking um, has really inspired me to create the brand that's all about women, that puts women first. I spend a lot of time in quite male centric environments mm -hmm. and being quite or feeling quite sometimes out of place and, and a bit overwhelmed and a bit like I'm not taken seriously and not really knowing what what to wear and what gear to wear. And as a fashion student, you you know how I refused to wear what was at the time available to women. So that was really the kind of the, the starting point that I know I can do something about it because I have the understanding of um, of design and women's wear, and I have the understanding of the outdoors and what um, what uh, design features, how it needs to be designed to be fit for purpose. And uh, so my career kind of started off very differently. Worked uh, down in London in Oxfordshire. Worked for Alexander McQueen, which was a lot of um, influences from kind of how to dress a woman and how to create a garment that's really feminine and flattering. And then the next step I took was into that technical world. So uh, I did menswear at, for a Scottish cycling brand. And in the end, Akai was kind of the blend of the two worlds. So being really feminine, really flattering, well-fitted, but with performance features. So style, performance, fit, with the kind of three pillars that the that we that all of our garments are designed around uh so that was um yeah that was the 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 inspiration and and like I said just seeing how how little there was available for women really um inspired me to do something about it so it's really important to for me the most important things was to that the brand is just for women um a lot of people have asked are you going to do menswear and it it was so important that Akai is women first and that's that's what we're all about and that allows us to really focus on creating the best gear that's designed specifically for women and that's the difference that we have um from from other brands Absolutely. And I think so much of what you described is really what drew me into the brand. So I was also a fashion student in Aberdeen, so not too far away from the Scottish Islands. <laughs> and when I became a gardener, I was just wearing such impractical clothing because I just wouldn't, I wouldn't, like you said, I refuse to wear like baggy waterproof trousers and like big bulky coats. And like you say, there isn't actually that much that is specifically for women. So I think obviously that huge gap in the market and I am the exact target customer so it's so lovely to be kind of bringing these two things together um and especially to have the chance to speak to you as a female entrepreneur and the kind of what you faced throughout your career um because it's something that a lot of us are kind of going through with a similar a similar angle so I'd love to hear a bit more about some of the biggest lessons that you've learned throughout your how how many years has Akai been going for now that's probably two questions in one. <laughs> 
So we launched in 2016. So it's we're we're actually about to have our seventh birthday this month. Amazing. Later this month. Um, so it's been it feels like a um quite a long journey, but still relatively young brand. Uh I would say the one of the biggest lessons um I've learned is self-awareness and being I think it's really important when working with people and building teams. I think when you start a brand as a founder and you do everything, you're the you know the photographer, the designer, the you, the website dev and <laughs> all things under the under the sun and that's what you do when you start and then when your business starts growing, you need the team around you to, to really help so um that was quite a quite a big kind of yeah big lesson to learn how because it's it's a baby it's just like it's it is it still feels like a baby and and all of a sudden that baby is also um you know other people have their input and their say and and it's important that other people have their say and um so so that that self-awareness and learning how to be a leader and uh, and allow people uh to be part of part of the brand that was um kind of yeah that that was one of the the biggest lessons and i think you know as you as an entrepreneur you go through highs and lows it's a it's a roller coaster so always remembering that every knockdown or every kind of difficulty or hurdle um is followed by a, a win or a high so you know it's you kind of have to be prepared for that for that for that sort of journey and always have that faith that whenever you hit a difficulty which you inevitably will um that there is always can hold on to whatever energizes you hold on to something that that hope and something else the next step that you know you know that will work and that um so yeah that I think that's the the main three lessons I would say I think that that ties in so well with gardening as well because we're forever talking about how things can go well for as long as you like and sometimes you don't necessarily know why they've gone well but you're like fantastic it's works I've had this amazing harvest but then it's the it's the failures and the lessons that you learn along the way. You learn the most from the things that don't go as you'd planned. So actually, in both senses of the scenario, it's so important to have those those lows. And I think that also it really humbles you because you get to a point where you think, oh, it's going so fantastically well. This is brilliant. But then you have that slight setback and you can't kind of get your ducks back in a row and you you have that time to reevaluate and work out how you can maybe mitigate risks in the future and really kind of hone in on those lessons that you've learned so I think that yeah really really good good lessons to be learned from there I, I could definitely see how it's relatable to gardening <laughs> um so talking about gardening are you much of a gardener yourself you said about kind of growing up with your parents your with your parents um but do you have a garden now are you kind of growing things in your space yes I have a small uh gar- relatively small garden um but yes I grow I put raised beds then I've I've um I grow I like growing vegetables um a small selection um and yeah I'm obsessed with the garden with um 
planting trees and making all pretty so I actually at, at the moment I just cannot wait for it to get warmer so that yes. I can get back in there because I can see you know the, the, how the cold has uh, affected the plants so I really can't wait to, to start um, getting in there and um, making it all pretty again but yeah um, I love growing kind of fresh vegetables I like to have uh an instant access to like the you know your spinach your lettuce um my big bugbear is that you buy it from a shop and it goes off so quickly so if you have it in your garden you can just um you know pop out and get it and I my mum has massive vegetable patch so that's a that's my my gardening goals um <laughs> and I'm kind of used to that. It's like, oh, we need some herbs, or we need this, or we need that. And she just goes to the garden. I'm kind of instead of the shop. <laughs> so I'm quite used to that dynamic. So it's it 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 is really quite inspiring. So that's something that I want to get to. Um, it's always a little bit difficult with small children. Uh, you don't have as much time to maintain. So that's why I only have a small selection um, of vegetables at the moment. Um, but hoping to grow so this year I'm planning to grow spinach lettuce herbs a good selection of herbs and um, tomatoes things like that amazing the homegrown tomatoes as well are just a taste sensation Nothing oh they're so juicy the especially when they get lots of sun mine yes. is very sweet love it and is your garden quite sunny or quite shady yeah so it's yeah uh, south south facing so really really so the last year the tomatoes were so juicy and I love it because my my eldest love loves tomatoes so he'll go with me and pick them and then you know we'll wash them and then and then he'll eat it and that's just so rewarding it gives me so much joy to see that it's yeah it's amazing definitely my nephews their favorite thing at the allotment is fresh peas from the pod and they'll go, can I have some sweeties? Can I have some sweeties, Shannon? And I'm like, they're peas. But yes, yes, I have all the sweeties. <laughs> My mom has, um, um, she grows blueberries and raspberries. Um, so she, whenever we go to visit, she always takes the kids and with, they take the little balls and they just eat it straight off the trees. And that's what, that's the memories they have. That's what they do when they go to grannies and grandpas. It's really cute. Definitely. And do you go foraging for blackberries when it comes to blackberry season and things like that? Yeah, we've got, in fact, we've got um, loads of blackberries um, just a, just a few minute walk from the house. Um, so I've actually, yeah, I've still saved some in the freezer from last year, but we're, we're about to have a load more. So, yeah, we do that. Exciting. Um, so we've talked about all of the different ways that you love to get outside, but what would you say is your favourite way to spend time in the great outdoors? I would say um, gardening is one of them. <laughs> I just love to be busy. I love doing things. And and I think the because I'm so creative and visual and it gives me an opportunity to be creative and and create nice setting with with the flowers and the borders and and create something new each season um so yeah I do really love that uh and woodland walks um I love hikes like I said earlier I love a good variety I, I'm a runner I have been a runner since as far as I, I can remember and um I'm lucky to be living uh, by the forest 
So a, a run an hour out in woodlands is just yeah one of my favorite my favorite things. Um, it sounds beautiful. I I don't really like running, but I think I had a bit of a change of heart maybe late last year, early this year, I started doing the um, park runs on a Saturday morning because it was that kind of, it gave me an excuse that I had to get up on the Saturday morning. The park is like three minutes away from me, so no excuses. But it really made me think more about the setting that you're running. I always used to just run on like boring concrete roads, whereas actually there's so many places if you just travel slightly slightly further from where I am because I live like in the town centre. And then you're kind of so inspired by what's around you that you kind of forget that you're doing physical exercise and that you hate running. <laughs> yeah, because you're just taken by your surroundings. And yeah, for sure, I would definitely take running in the forest or hills anytime over running on roads. Definitely. So this year, I set myself a goal to spend a thousand hours outside throughout the whole year. So each month, it's somewhere around 100 hours I can't remember the exact math so in January I set myself a goal to do 85 hours outside it within the month and I was a little bit disappointed in myself I only managed 66 hours which I think was still quite a lot considering it was a very cold month but I think that on the days where I'm working from home I sometimes just kind of forget to go outside and I get really cabin fevery. I usually get a bit of a headache but it's really made me hyper aware of how much time I'm spending outside particularly on certain days when I'm literally not leaving the house so my real focus is to spend more hours outside on the days where I am at home all day I'd love to know do you think you have a rough estimate on how many hours maybe per week that you spend outside oh now that's a real test um I would say obviously a lot more in the summer months Mm -hmm. than in the winter months I would say maybe five to ten hours during the colder months mm-hmm. and 15 to 20 um in the summer months I've never counted it so it's I actually now I'm going to start counting because I'm, <laughs> I'm quite curious to to know yeah I think it's one of those things that I'd never really thought about it people ask me a lot um how many hours do you spend on your allotment per week and most of the year it would be every single Saturday and Sunday but then last year I was so busy that I wasn't there on the weekends ever. And so I think I lost a lot of the time that I have been spending outside. And I really noticed it has quite an effect on my kind of well-being overall, like I said, with headaches. And I just feel more tired and lethargic and a bit low. Whereas once you've had that real kind of slice of time outside, for me, it makes me feel just lighter and brighter. How does being outside make you feel? Empowered, hopeful, energised happy love it and (laughs) excuse me so now you've got your kind of launching this outdoors in club we've had the first few events and it's really getting people outside trying things that they may not have tried before or like I said just giving them that real reason to get outside be it for a hike for a gardening event can you tell us a bit more about the outdoors in club and kind of how that came to light and how you envision it growing so like I said earlier Akai's uh, about putting women first in the outdoors and the outdoorsing club is the reflection of it is outdoorsing club is basically free events that we organize um for women to get together specific areas of the uk we try and choose the best 
bucket list locations in the UK, be it a walk or gardening events like run by yourself. Um, and it's, yeah, it's for women to, to, it's to give opportunities for women to, to get outside uh, in a safe, organised uh, setting. I think the, the events are just so brilliant. Not just my own event, of course, but my, the <laughs> event that I ran was just, it was a really inspiring day, especially because, one, I couldn't believe how far people had travelled to come and visit my little farm. Um, but also, I think a lot of people had been really nervous about coming on their own. Um, they felt like they needed to bring someone with them and they couldn't find anyone. And they were like, oh, I don't know if I should be coming along because... But it was that kind of once everyone got together and you saw everyone sat there making seed balls with one another and they were all in some way complete strangers, but they bonded instantly over kind of a shared interest in gardening. And it was such a really happy, kind of bright, empowering, all of those things that you said about how being outside makes you feel. I think that that really came across in the event. And people were inspired to try something new and sent me pictures when they got home of the things that they tried. And I just think it was a really great kind of community building activity. Um, and I can't can't wait to host the next one. I think that they're absolutely brilliant. And like you say, a real, real amazing opportunity um, that no one else is doing. I, like I've, I've not seen this type of events, these type of events anywhere else. And the fact that they're free for women to attend, I think also takes down one of those barriers where a lot of people have children and we've got kind of the current economic crisis and lots of those things. It's still a, something that they can do and take that little bit of time out for themselves. Well, that's it. And it, that's the best thing about the outdoors, that it's free. Yeah. Um, and it's there um, for you. So it's, um, yeah, it's it's amazing. And I, and I had the same sort of... Um, reflections as you it's it's being amazed as to how far people have traveled to, to those events it wasn't just locals uh, mm -hmm. and seeing the how not exactly what you said how nervous people were and I've noticed that uh, you know the, the walks that we've done that people were so nervous um when they first arrived and within 30 minutes everybody was chatting and having a great time and that barrier was it breaks really quickly the the kind of icebreaker um people are naturally we are naturally relaxed in nature in the outdoors so it's it's a really great thing to do i love it that we are able to do it i love attending them and i love seeing how happy people are at, at those events and how much they uh, enjoy it Definitely. so it, it is very much a community building and I love seeing it involve and I hope that we can we can grow it and I hope that we can inspire more people to spend time outdoors through the outdoors and club I'm so excited about it I think 2023 is going to be a real year of people I think that because in was it 2020 we all kind of rediscovered the great outdoors in our local areas but I think since then it's kind of we've got busier and busier we're so busy now that people just have that kind of well we don't have time to go and do that we don't have time to go and do that but I feel like this year people are going to be taking a lot more time to really embrace the great outdoors and do you know what not even necessarily always doing activities for me one of the things that I think I need to focus on is going to the allotment and actually just being at the allotment enjoying a cup of tea and actually soaking up the atmosphere as opposed to always feeling like 
I have to be being productive and doing something because there's always something to do in the garden. But I don't take a lot of time to just sit and enjoy that space and have people around to cook a meal over the fire pit and things like that. So that's a real big goal for me this year. Spend more time outside and more time actually just being as opposed to always being productive. (laughs) And enjoying it. Yeah, definitely. So we've got a host of um, events coming up in March. As you know, one of one of them is in March and that is to celebrate International Women's Day. So we've got about um, 15 events um, coming up next month, which, um, yeah, is really, really exciting. And it, it's a really nice time of the year now that it's, you know, we've got the start of, start of the spring and it's getting warmer and uh, everything's coming back to life. It's one of my favourite seasons. So I'm really looking forward to to. To, to the events we've got some really great um locations um this year around, around um for for walks we've got lake district we've got peak district we've got norfolk norfolk some in devon as well some beautiful coastal paths and, and of course our uh gardening events um so yeah that's really exciting definitely and i think as well in march it's that real time when you you start starting to see the first signs of spring and it gives you that real feeling of hope that there are there's like light and bright colors to come and the harvest is going to be bountiful for the rest of the year so i'm we've just started to see the snowdrops and then the daffodils will be next and the tulips and then it will just be that that's when the year really speeds up and you kind of start to see nature really doing its thing so yeah it's an it's amazing really, time of year. it's really energizing isn't it seeing the the daffodils and seeing it like feeling that kind of change of season in the air it's really I find it really energizing yes me too so I'd love to talk about some of your favorite Akai items the kind of hero products that you're the proudest of and some of the features that you've managed to integrate into those products so I love our um Adventurite skinny outdoor trousers in terms of gardening they are the go-to so they look as stylish as any other item in the collection uh, they do feature the most hard wearing fabric so um it's kind of an all year round investment um really hard wearing um fabric's got really high abrasion so it's got it's bramble proof you can be kneeling on down on the ground rubbing against you know nettles and brambles and it will protect your legs um and they will last you a long time so I really love that um and the thermal skinny outdoor trousers it's just an absolute absolute must I don't know how people survive without them so everybody needs a pair definitely they are they're what I've been obsessed with all winter. I wear them every single time I go to the farm because it's freezing. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a, an investment, a real investment, and that's what's really important to me for 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 Aka as well is the evergreen aspect of of our um, gear that it's it's obviously seasonal to um, to cater for different um, temperatures um, and weather conditions. But it's it's an investment into your um, wardrobe. So if you buy a pair of thermal outdoor skinnies or a ventrides that you will just they will last you and you will always come back every winter. It's like right, I've got my uh, my thermal outdoor skinnies to to wear during colder months, and it's just the ultimate staple piece. Um, 
the ultimate Akai classic um, with the style, performance and fit at the forefront. In terms of um, our range expansion, we're now expanding into mid-layers and outerwear accessories. Um, so my other favorite pieces is the Go Explore hoodie, um, which is water resistant, um, really, really kind of contemporary design. And the best piece, the best bit about it is got the kind of padded fleece lined water shower resistant hood. Um, which is super cozy um, and it's just you know when you're out on the you know an allotment or or, or on a walk is weather changes or there's a bit of a drizzle it's just it's just it's just brilliant great for dog walking um, and they've got uh, the boyfriend hoodie super stylish so yeah that's one of the kind of the um, more fashion inspired piece with the kind of checked shirt but it's got the uh, water resistant panels on on your shoulders and and on a hood um and yeah i've 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 been wearing them in the garden i've been wearing them for a walk and they're so versatile that's the thing that they you know they're great they're great for any activity you want to do outdoors essentially definitely i i literally wear my akai clothing everywhere whether it's like out for coffee at the allotment at the farm mini gardeners club i wear them everywhere and I, I don't know how I, I didn't miss it before, but I'd never actually tried it before, but the wipe clean. So I had to go out for dinner after I'd spent a day at the farm the other day. And I literally was like, my, I'm caked in mud, got a cloth in the kitchen, wiped clean. And I was like, do you know what? You wouldn't know that I've been caked in mud all day. It It's quite impressive. Yes. And that's the, that's the, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it. It's a really great feature. And the fabric that we select it's you know it's been in development for years and you know the fabric is really carefully selected and developed just for for Akai to make sure that you've got all of those features that to make sure that you can go in a garden or out for a walk and then you can go to the pub or coffee shop afterwards and um, you can you know if you've got kids and you get mucky it, you know it's the the wipeability is, is brilliant is a brilliant feature definitely and then I feel like we have to mention because it's just launched the dungarees how exciting they are gonna I'll probably live in those once I've got my pair I will be living in them every single day of the year (laughs) oh they're so brilliant and they're so soft they they are made from the same fabric as the adventurite so super hard wearing so ideal for, for the garden you'll really have to work hard to break that fabric I promise you and the cut of it has got the high waist um so really kind of with the fee- designed with the female body in mind um so very much akai dna through and through uh very stylish and yeah again a staple piece and the fabric is surprisingly soft considering how hard wearing they are mm-hmm. and the pockets as well I love that every piece has just fantastic pockets. There's nothing worse than being in the garden and you've not got a pocket to put your phone or like a pocket to put the seed packets that you're carrying from one place to another. I think pockets is all women's clothing should be made with pockets. I don't know who keeps taking the pockets out. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I never know what to do with all my little bits when I don't have pockets. So yeah, and it's got zip pockets as well. So it's nice and for, for your little items, it's nice and secure. 
definitely. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time today. And I thought it'd be nice to leave with one kind of top tip from you on how people can really embrace the great outdoors this year. My top tip would be spending shorter bursts of time. So if you're struggling for time or if you're struggling to allow a whole day to spend time outdoors, even half an hour, 30 minutes a day is just as beneficial. In fact, the research tells that 120 minutes a week in nature has a positive impact on your well-being, which is just amazing because it doesn't sound much at all. So a lot of people have you know, busy lives and, and it's difficult, especially you know, if you've got family, busy work life, it's very difficult to find a day to or or a few hours to dedicate to it. But um, just spending 30 minutes to an hour outside is just so brilliant for your well-being. And I promise you'll enjoy it. So make little bursts of time for the outdoors. I think that's an absolutely brilliant tip. And do you know what? It's what I say to people about the allotments as well. When you first get an allotment, don't feel like you have to be there every, all day, every single day. And to the point where you get fed up with it, just do 20 minutes, do one hour and then leave and leave the rest of the tasks until your next short burst, because it just makes things more manageable. And I think even just for your brain to understand, we don't have to do eight hours of walking, just 20 minutes, half an hour. Those smaller chunks are much more accessible and easy to do. And then if you're out for the half an hour and you're loving it, by all means, stay out longer. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much again. I am so excited to see what else Akai does for the rest of the year. Thank you very much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Thank you. Thank you. You made it to the end of the episode, which means you must have enjoyed it. And if you did, I'd be ever so grateful if you could head to your favourite podcasting app to give us a follow and leave us a little review, which helps to get these stories out to more amazing planty people. If you've got any questions or stories you'd like to share, find me over at Diary of a Lady Gardener on Instagram. And don't forget to head to Akai for some fabulous new outdoor wear using the code DOALG20 for 20% off your order. That's all from me this week. Happy growing!